Blog Talk Radio. that we talk about life's problems to make break or tear our hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www dot blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart or you can go to the chat room to the website that we have provided for our web for our podcast you can go to www.reconnectmyheart.com you'll see the video version of our podcast without further moment ado i want to chime in and just say First and foremost, happy Father's Day to all the men, all the men that are fathers, regardless if you're related by blood or related by love. Happy Father's Day. Just know, hey, this is our day for us to celebrate. And so for us to celebrate this momentous occasion, I have a very, very, very special guest with us. He's been on before when we were in our 
very early years, and now he's back. And he has some great news for us. So without further moment ado, I want to welcome our very own Helen from Houston, Texas. Our very own Mr. Dr. Terrence the Weasel Smith. How's it going today, sir? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, I got you. Got your audio back on. How you doing today, sir? Oh, man, it's good, man. I'm thankful to be on this platform and have this opportunity to share this special occasion with you. It's Father's Day. Yeah. My book, Fortune 500 Dad, was released today, and it's the first interview for my book. So I just couldn't be happy to be in a place like this. I mean, even more happy to be with someone like you on this special occasion. Man, well, my honor, my honor. Just in case no one heard it, today his book dropped. Now, is this book number three? Book number three. Book number three. Book number three. Fortune 500 Dead. Fortune 500 Dead. Now, just in case those who may not uh, no, you can you give us a little background of who you are, and please bring up those uh, those previous books. Um, can you tell us something about yourself, and also how you came with the name or uh, nickname Weasel? Okay, my name is uh, Terrence Weasel Smith. You know, I came up with the the nickname Weasel when my grandmother coined it because you know they used to have a pop. Uh, ice cream truck that used to roll around the poverty-stricken area I grew up in. And, you know, she had so many grandkids at the time. I used to always dance when the Pop Goes the Weasel song played on the ice cream truck. So she just gave me that name. So I keep this name, Weasel, in my uh, books to make me stay ground and see where I come from because I come from humble beginnings. And my first book came out in 2013 called The Highs and Lows of a Young Black Man's Journey. Well, I wanted to show young black men that, you know, you don't got to always sell drugs just because you're in a poverty street area. You can actually use your intelligence and have faith in God to make it out and be the change you want to see. My second book, Whatever It Takes to Make It, I just wanted to write a powerful, impactful story that was going to challenge readers' perspective on how they see life and understand that, People have different resources in life. Some might be better than others, but if everything equal, they got people that's just as smart as you that want the same thing that you want but might have it harder. So we need to appreciate everything that God places in our life because there's always somebody out there with a worse situation that's going to work just as hard as you to achieve the same thing you achieve. And uh, my first book, it beat out Condoleezza Rice's book on Amazon bestsellers. It beat out Dr. Maya Angelou at one point. I mean, it was a, a, a great book, and it was actually a top book for me in, in the field of biographies. But, you know, I lived and learned from that. I moved on from it, wrote whatever it takes to make it. And uh, now my third book, Fortune 500 Dad, I just wanted to show people that we need to quit judging being a dad based on money and, and, and what economic status you are. If you got love and time for your kids, you are a rich dad because wealth is of the heart and the mind, not of the pocket. You know what? That's a that's a cool point. Um, matter of fact, when I met you, was that during the promotion of your second book? 
first book. Second book. Okay. Okay. Um, I actually, I actually met him in Houston. And um, originally, where are you from? I'm from Beaumont, Texas. Beaumont. Like Beaumont. maybe seven miles away from Houston, but you know, Houston, Beaumont, almost the same thing, but just a few miles in between. Yeah, matter of fact, I want to give a shout out to a good friend of mine that was my coworker that's from Beaumont also. Uh, his last name is Rhodes, Dwayne Rhodes, Dwayne Phillip okay. Rhodes. Yeah, so um, great young man. Uh, when I met you down there, that was uh, October 2016. And, you know, one of the things when I saw him, I had to um, – meet him, introduce myself because when I when I met him, young man, I saw him with so much potential. And at the time, being honest, this is one thing I love doing is being transparent. Um, I, I picked up on some things about him and I, I felt like he was just like me, not just trying to make it, not just, you know, young, hungry authors that were out there at the uh, book signing and stuff. But man, I ain't going to lie to you. I was hurt. <laughs> I was hurt. Um, 2016 was a kind of a learning experience for me, pertaining to uh, love. And so yeah. I got a chance to meet your man, and we bypassed the professional standpoint. And man, we just began to just start talking and ministering to each other, you know. And yeah. I said, you know what? I said that brother right there. I said. He gonna be successful as an author, but I said, you know what? I want to hold on to his coattail because, like, just like you were saying, I was feeding you, brother. <laughs> he was feeding me, so I want to tell you, man, I appreciate you, man. Oh man, it's a pleasure to just just come across you, man, because you've been a blessing to me and a mentor to me over the years, and you know that's priceless. And there's nothing but God that we met, you know, because you were standing where I was trying to go. And if I wanted to go to that restaurant, I had to come by you. So it was just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, let's say this first, uh, even before you came up with this book right here that was released today, remember that we are getting an exclusive. His book, his third book, his third book, Fortune 500 Men, drops today drops today. Today is the official outing release. Do and that. I'm the first to, coin, first to coin that name, too. So Fortune 500 Dad, I'm the first in the country to coin that. Like, so it's crazy because it's a lot of groundbreaking things that's happening on your show, but like I say, God don't make no mistakes. Man, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I thank you. I thank you now. Um, I tell you what, now, the Fortune 500 Dads, can you tell me how you came up with that name? Well, I've been a great dad. You know, my son is nine years old, and I just had a daughter 11 months ago. But before my daughter, you know, I've always been a man that turned down jobs because I knew that it would take me away from my son, even though me and his mom was not together after college. And I made a lot of sacrifices the same as what a mom is normally known to do. 
And I started noticing everybody started complimenting me like, oh, man, you're a great dad. I'm like, man, that's just my job. This is my job. They act like it was not normal for a man to step up and handle his responsibilities and take that burden off a woman because they have a lot of burden on them because a man can easily say, I got to work or I got to do this. Can you handle this or can you watch the kids? So I started looking at Fortune 500 companies like Walmart and Kroger and all these companies. I'm like, well, they Fortune 500 because they make a lot of money and they're rich. Well, I'm not a rich dad, but I'm rich with love and time for my kids. So you know what? I'm going to create a lane for all dads that might not have the most money but have love and time for their kids to to have a clear path in, and that's becoming a Fortune 500 dad because love and time makes you a dad, no matter the blood connections, no matter if you're a step-parent, adoption parent, biological parent, non-biological parent. I wanted to show that we need to stop giving power to people that because everybody got the same 24 hours in a day, and what you choose to do with your time, that's on you. But it's people out there that are making sacrifices that might not have that blood connection, but they got the love and time, and they qualify to be a dad, a stepdad, an adoption dad. So I just wanted to give power to the dads that might not have a voice in the court system, might not have a voice just in society these days, because it's a lot of good men left. However, we got to quit living underneath the rock and actually see what's in front of us. You know what? That's so important you say that because, um, you know, knowing that this book is out now, but I remember the journey after I met you from the time I met you up until, let's say, yesterday. You know, a lot of things that our conversation we had throughout the years, it was like it was leading up to this book for today. You know, do you agree? Yes. Yeah. You know, um, I have to have to share this. Um, I told you I was going to, um, I wanted you to remind me, but I think I remember a couple of years ago, you had a conversation with me and at the time you were working, man, um, how many hours were you working at your last job? Oh man. It was like 40 to 60 a week, but I was working out my car. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. being an account manager at Coca-Cola at the time, we didn't ride in company cars. I was working two hours away from my hometown. My son had to go to school at 8 a.m. I had to get up at 5 a.m., pay somebody in the family to drop him to school, do a 12-hour shift in about six hours and get myself one and a half to two hours drive time to come back and get him from school. And if I would have got caught, I probably would have got fired, you know what I'm saying? But I wanted to make that sacrifice because it was my responsibility to get my kid and not his mom on my days, you know. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to say, oh, I got to work. You need to handle my days. No, I wanted to give you that break the same way I had a break. And it was my duty to find a way and make a way out of no way. So I was going hungry. I didn't take a restroom break. My throat was dry. But the satisfaction that I got was being in that school parking lot at 320, knowing that I cut my my work time and drive time down, not making those stops and handling my business to get my kid. And that's what I'm saying. We're going to make 
results. We're going to create results and not excuses. Being a Fortune 500 dad. Yeah, yeah. You know the reason why I had to bring up that story, man, because I remember. First of all, I know you were on the road all the time. Every time I would yeah. talk to you, you know, you were driving, all that, and. You know, I was feeling kind of guilty because I was sitting down at my job, you know. But, <laughs> but, you know, just talking to you, man, and you had this vision. You were talking to me. Um, I remember a couple of conversations. It was real close to one another. Uh, you were talking to me. You were already planning your extra strategy, your extra strategy yeah. off your job into yeah. your work, off your job, yeah. you know, and you kind of poked the barrel. You were you pushing on me, hey, hey brother, pray to man, you know, we got to get off our job because our kids need us and stuff. And to be honest with you, it's one thing for me to hear it from my peers, but from a young man telling me, hey, man, you know, it, it was like I was listening to the younger version of me. And so when you were saying that, it was my responsibility to not let myself down, but I didn't want to let you down where you get discouraged to say, man, am I the only one that's trying to be or become a now Fortune 500 dad? So I had to give you your kudos, man, because, you know, some of the conversations I have with my people, you know, I have a very small circle, just being real with you. I have a lot of people that I'm acquainted with. But I don't have a lot of people that I call friends. And so when it comes down to be friends in business, you know, my conversations with people that I have with business, I mean, it's like we're on 24-hour call. You know, yes. I go to bed with a pen and paper in my guitar in my bed. <laughs> you know, my jug of water right beside me. If God wake me up in the morning or in the middle of the night and tell me to write something that's going to help me to execute his purpose, then I'm going to do it. And to have somebody I can call or to have somebody that can call me in the middle of the night and say, hey, man, you know what? I had this vision, man, and blah, 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 you know, that's going to help create that avenue for our children's father to be more accessible so we can get off our jobs. So like I said, man, you really, really helped me to be able to stay sharp. You know, like in the Bible, tell us iron sharp and iron. Well, I'm going to tell you, yeah. and everybody know publicly, this brother was one of the irons that was sharper than this brother right here. So I just have to get you, because I want to get you publicly. I seen how much you love your son. I seen the long hours you worked, and I seen that you 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 made every occasion for him. You know, as a great dad, and it's like, you know, a lot of times these jobs, you know, we kill ourselves on these jobs for companies who don't care if you go to your son first softball game, don't care that your dog, you know, your 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 son got to go to the dentist that day, and it's like I can't take off to go be there for him, but I can make you a lot of money. So a lot of times, you know, we got bills. You know, we guilty of want to provide for our household and clear our debt. But at the same time, these kids didn't ask to be in this world. So why should they have to suffer in here? Oh, I gotta work late. I can't come. Or oh, I gotta. Uh, I can't take off because my boss. Nah, it's not their place to accept that from us. It's our place to fit them in our schedule in whatever we do. You know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so thinking about the the coming up, the build up of you writing this book, um if you think of one you can even say two. Two of the main things that really made you have the hunger to start writing this book. I mean, what what was the the boiling point to you that made you say, you know what, I gotta go ahead. I I got I gotta become a voice. What, what was the I say one or two turning points that really made you hurry up and release this book, write it and release it. Well, I've been had it in my head because God placed a lot of things in my head, and it's on me to execute. If I don't execute it, that's on me because he gave me the talent to be able to jot it down and get it released. But, you know, I think when my daughter was born and I just, you know, being in a hospital, you know, my girlfriend made me feel very comfortable. You know, she made sure I had, they was bringing me trays to eat, you know. But just when it came down to the signing of the birth, like small stuff, it's like they don't, Look at us like like or acknowledge us like we there with our women to take full responsibility of our kids. It's just like I don't know. It was just a treatment, and I just wanted the young people coming behind me and the people that no matter what their age is, is new to fatherhood or might have several kids to look at something in a different perspective, different life they never did, and just to show that no matter. What validation we get, man, we got to continue being the change we want to see. It is, Yeah, there's bad apples out there, but there's a lot of good apples out there. And if you're seeing a lot of bad apples, that's just because you're at the wrong grocery store. Because there's a lot of guys out there that really care for the people that they with and really care for their kids and, and really want to make a difference. And I just feel like female and men and women are the same when it comes down to a kid in terms of they, they have different functions, but the impacts are equal and together and with everybody doing their part, the kids are going to thrive. The kids are going to be successful. So it's more or less the division I see, the, the, the complaints on Facebook. You always see just drama, 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 and it's like it, relationships and kids shouldn't always be that. If you have a disagreement or you decide to move on with your life, it's like Y'all should come up with a co-parent agreement that works best for the kid and be in the kid's best interest and not let personal relationships or personal feelings affect the betterment of the kid. So I just wanted to write and give dads a voice, and I wanted to put it out soon because the stuff I was seeing, even on social media, the fashion, it was just, I didn't like that. I just wanted the good dude who was out there providing, out there making a way out of no way, who might have had a kid that didn't have the resources at the time, Give them a self-help book that's going to help them get right, understand that it takes a while for a kid to be there so they can start figuring out their plan as they go. Quit feeling so pressured to have it all figured out because I started with nothing and I ended with something. And it ain't about the start, it's about the finish. That's good. That's good. I have to bring this in also because you were talking about um, earlier, even about the judicial system and you know, I was part, both of us being a part of it, you know, we're no longer with our children's mother. But, you know, I began to look at the standard visitation rights. I was hearing so many other guys. And also, when I'm at work, I deal with a lot of the guys that's in there for child support. And, you know, you hear they drama. I thank God every day 
I don't have to deal with some of the stuff that they dealt with, you know, and you didn't have to either. But a lot of guys, it's like they just give up. They don't want to. They don't want to go and fight for their child because they feel like they're defeated before they even put in to for the request. You know, some of them they feel like, well, you know, it's gonna be all right. They're gonna they're gonna do what they want to. The man, the man ain't got no voice. You know, and I will say this. I was talking to an attorney. It was a it was a guy. I was talking to him, and you know, just want to just kind of get his idea because. You know, I was real new to, um, you know, divorce and all that stuff. And so I had, I asked him some questions, and his question to me, he asked me, uh, how old is your son? I said, he's four. He said, man, go on, let him be with his mama. Live your life. Do your thing. And I'm saying to myself, this ain't no father. This is a deadbeat dad. He the one that needs to be locked up. If this was an attorney, I said, man, no. I said, you're dealing with an active father. Now, I knew where his mindset was. It was no need for me to have a conversation with him further on. I had a conversation with myself. I'm like, man, I see why. And especially me being in law enforcement, I said, I see why some of these guys that are behind bars, they feel defeated because – they're being fed crap. Sometimes either do the judicial system or even the representatives. No, so you know, I, I'm like, man, a brother don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. That's why I said in the book, and I wrote it to some judge. I was like, how would y'all like it if a total stranger told y'all when to see y'all kids once yeah. a month if you out of state, twice a month if you in state. And you miss important milestones with the kids, like the first teeth growing in or certain take, taking his first step, take, the baby taking his first step. Like, y'all wouldn't like this. So when you're ruling on these cases, be fair. Understand that it should be accountability. See, I don't understand. Like, and we all know, you know, I like this podcast, Christian podcast, but I don't understand why, you know, it, we act like, Everything gonna last forever. Like some people say, that's why you wait till you get married to have kids, right? But look at the divorce rate. One out of every five people getting divorced in the first five years. So nothing is really guaranteed. That's why I say nothing in the book in Fortune 500, Dad. I said nothing is really guaranteed unless you have patience and you involve God, because most of the time with all these systems incentives that the women can get, they don't have really the patience in today's society. You see what I'm saying? Like when I be at work, I talk to couples that have been together 40 years. You hear the woman say, well, maybe if y'all generation had a little bit more patience, y'all can get the 40 years that we got. My husband might have been on drugs. I saved his life. He had bad credit. I fixed him up. I would never leave him over nothing as hard because I'm invested. The whole thing of it, the whole thing about it is most people want the wedding, they don't want the marriage. You see what I'm saying? Most people want the 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 result, they don't want the process. So it's like it's easy for guys like me and you to not be with the kids' mom, but they don't take nothing away from us because we're gonna do for our kids, and we shouldn't be punished because a fair relationship. We should be punished if we don't 
take care of our kids. And they should have a system in place where they actively monitor the financial contribution, the time, this, that, and the third, every three months, where you make hold both sides accountable. It's like you can't create a system that's really biased and put men on blast because if you think about it, when you was creating a kid, you love that person at that time, right? But then when the kid is born, you hate that person, you know? And it's crazy that it gets like that. And I feel like we need to get back to understanding that things have changed. It's not like what it used to be. So we got to have an understanding. We got to quit judging people based on feelings at that time. And we just got to figure out a way where we can just, regardless if you make it or not with somebody, keep the kid in the forefront, you know, and keep a good heart and good intention. Yeah, um, you said a key point. I remember um, a couple of years ago you were talking to me, and you said something to me that blew my mind. You told me you know some people that got a divorce because um, some, uh, somebody drunk up all the Kool-Aid. You gave me a lot of different examples. Do you remember that conversation you had with me? Yeah, I know. it was crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I thought he was kidding at first, but I found that he was telling the truth. You know, it was so many different examples, and it, it let me know a lot of people, like you said, I ain't going to say all, but some of the people in this generation ain't got no stand power. You know, yes. it's it, it's like it's, they're, looking for, they're looking for a way out. They're going in yes. with a plan B strategy. They go on in with an exit strategy. You know, I'm like, you know, but I'm going to say it like this. This gave me the responsibility of choosing, I say choose a wise, and this is no knock to anybody in the past, anything like that. I'm just saying me, choosing wiser. You know, if I already know from the jump street, hey, somebody – they're unstable in this area or somebody, well, they wishy-washy that I know I don't need to be involved with them. But yeah. if I go in and I already know how they are and I'm going in anyway, then it ain't their fault that it didn't work out. It's my fault because that's who I chose and I already knew who they were. Yeah. So go ahead, go ahead. So that's why it's very important, you know, to really – after we make these, not mistakes with these people, because I think everybody is put in your life for a reason, a lesson or a blessing, we need to, like, let God lead us. Like, we need to pray and say, send me who you want me with, you know? But mm-hmm. key word in that is sacrifice. You got to sacrifice now for a greater later, and most people don't want that sacrifice. Most people want to be in the club all the time partying, but then expect to be blessed with an angel from out the sky. No, you got to sacrifice and say, you know what, let me work on me. Instead of going to club, let me read. Let me just continue because when he puts somebody in your place, it's going to happen genuinely. It's going to happen just, it's going to be out the blue. It's going to be like, whoa, like a person really fell from the sky because you wasn't looking. That person going to find you, you know. We got to figure it out because it, it, it's kids being born into failed relationships, and this generation is worse. So when they get older, you can't get mad at them because they only mimicking what they seen. Yeah. And all that bad mouth each other and man, you gotta stop that, man. If hey, if you choose to do better or move on, focus on yourself, man, and, and understand that like I say, the kids is 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 a soft spot 
and we need to focus on that soft spot and make sure that that soft spot is protected at all times. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Um, it's important for the kids to see one parent speak up about the other parent. You know, we yeah. already hear we already hear all, all the bad stuff. Yeah, you just like your dad. You blah, blah, blah. Or your mama ain't nothing. Blah, 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 blah. But think about even if the parents aren't together, but think about when the child see both parents working together for the best interest yeah. of the child. You know, yeah. it, it does something to them. You know, uh, can you share some uh, instances where those things are important where the kids see the the parents cohabitating with each other? Yeah, it's like, uh, for example, you know, like with my son, you know, uh, and, you know, when I found my new girlfriend is now future fiance, whatever you want to call it, you know, the mother seeing that she know me. She know what kind of man I am. She know I'm a natural leader. She know that I'm going to be hard on my son. I want my son to be better than me and understand that nobody's going to reward a person that don't show them their mind. But when he see, when she sees that he's in my household and I have somebody, a partner, that's taking care of him and loving him as just as her, then when I go drop him off, she'll say, good job. She'll say, come to the car, speak, and, and just see that, oh, man, there ain't no negative energy. She ain't hearing us talking about, he ain't hearing us talking about her over here and vice versa. And it's like, oh, my God, if the, the mother needs to do something, if I'm at work, okay, I go get him from school, so let me text my girl so she can go pick my son up. And it's like we work together, and when they see you working together, it's like, when it come down to who going going to what parent house for that for that week or or these rotation days that we on, it's like it's fun because it's like oh I want to go over here oh okay mom can I stay over here a little extra day or dad can I go back over there like it's when it, when it's like that it's a healthy relationship you know for the kid. You know that's that's um that's beautiful for you being able to give respect not to your babe your baby's mother but to your child's mother that yeah. makes sense you know yeah. not to your ex but to your child's mother to your son's mother you know um you know i know <laughs> i matter of fact my son's mother probably turned my birth certificate <laughs> by saying all this but um I know even though my son, mother, and I weren't together, I wanted to make sure that my son still honored her, still respect her on her birthdays and Mother's Day and stuff. So Mother's Day, I already knew when it was. And let's be real. Number one, thank you for putting out a book for fathers, Fortune 500 dads on Father's Day because most fathers don't get the recognition that they deserve. Mother's Day, (laughs) Mother's Day, look, the church be packed. They got a parade for Mother's Day. <laughs> you know, church be packed. Restaurants be packed. But on Father's Day, man, you call, hey, uh, uh, are y'all packed? He said, no, come on in. It's empty in here. You know, the, the, the church is empty. The restaurant's empty. But the prisons are full. 
That's crazy. You know, it's true. That's crazy. <laughs> you That's know, 100% facts. 100% yeah. facts. You, you know, that blows uh, my mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, man, it, it's it's sad, but you know, we got to change that narrative. So, I would and tell we've my been son, changing that narrative, guys like me and you. You know, and you know, after they get this book, Fortune 500, that there's gonna be many other people that spark their change and and see where. Oh man, I'm providing, but I'm I'm lacking with the time. Let me change my schedule around. You know, like I say, it's a it's a blueprint that's needed, and it ain't no other author came as strong on the dad behalf. And it ain't to give the mother a bad name. It's just basically saying we salute y'all, we understand y'all, but can we get our just due as well? You mm-hmm. know, God didn't make it where you was just as important as I mean, we wasn't as important as y'all. You know. It ain't our problem that, you know, this is divine order for y'all to carry the kid. I understand about that bond stage, but just don't make it like we is not significant in society. You know, all that going to court, and it's so crazy because if you, I've been in court before, and if you hear the rhetoric, it's so crazy. Like, you would think a professional who went to law school and then became a judge would be like, you know what, I don't want to hear about you mad because this person cheating or you mad because this person left. I want to hear about y'all plans for this child working together. It's none of that. And even the ju- and you could blame some of the judges as well because they keep the mess going like it's love and hip hop. Instead of them coming in the yeah. courtroom saying, ma'am, you disrespecting him based on whatever situation or sir, you disrespecting her for whatever situation, let's talk about this child. Yeah. If you ever go in a Texas courtroom, because with the child support court, they make it, I think it's on Tuesdays or Thursdays. I don't know for sure. But when I went years ago, it was on one of them days. And it's the whole city that's going through them child support uh, obligation uh, hearings. And it was, it was, it's sad, man. And it's not, it, like, you could see excellent fathers going there. And just because a person moved on or a person found somebody better, a person beat can be spiteful and say lies. And with the public court, I found out from the judge that both parties have to agree. So if they see that I'm providing for my kid and I don't need to do back pay for my son, and if a mother say, oh, I want back pay, we're not in agreement. So technically, since we're not in agreement, they will make happen whatever request that's being offered. And I found out, out thereafter that you really need to go to public, I mean, private court for those type of issues, and it turned out better in men's favor. You know, so this is a quick education. If you don't agree in there, even if you saying facts in this person's line or this person's line, this person saying facts, they're going to rule. They're going to make a ruling, you know, and it's crazy. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, you know, because a lot of times we just don't know. Um, matter of fact, I remember um, talking to a, a lot of the guys throughout the years, and the first thing, they don't even know the difference between visitation rights, custody rights. You know, they, they, don't, they don't understand. You know, now, I'm going to say it like this. This is my opinion. I really don't like giving opinions, but I'm going to have to throw it into this case. I think a lot of times young ladies, ladies have a support system. They have networks. They would communicate. Yes. Ladies would inquire, but some yes. of us as men, not all, but some men, 
we act like we know everything. We scared to admit we don't know. Some of us, we don't like to study for ourselves. We like to be told what the rights are or what our rights are. And all of a sudden, we end up getting stuck with less than what yes. we desire because of our own ignorance. Yes, 100%. No. You know, I was looking for the state of Texas, the standard visitation rights are every, you know, if you're in state, like you said, uh, if you're in town, every Wednesday from 8, from 6 to 8 p.m. and then every other weekend. But that's the standard. In other words, that's negotiable. If y'all don't get it together and communicate and work it out as far as the mother and father, then by default, then it will be this. But this is not the absolute. If y'all can come together, if and, and of course, men, women, mothers, and fathers, we have to get out of our personal feelings and look at it yes. as business. Because our child's best interest ain't best ain't based upon well he's a horrible he's a horrible husband, but he might be a great father. Yes. You know, <laughs> or she's a she's a she's a horrible wife, but she might be an excellent mother. So just because she was, if you want to say maybe not faithful to you, or he was not faithful to you, that does not that does not mean that they're not going to be faithful to their child. Yes, 100%. And uh, uh, I just believe in let's we got to start giving people their flowers while they're here to smell them. You know, mm-hmm. Fortune 500, Dad, me being on this platform with Brother Prater is very major. I dropped my book today. And sometimes you could be so far ahead of your time that you can go backwards and people will still have to catch up to you. And Y'all might not understand how big this moment is, but like when we talking about the men not having a voice, well, that's what this book, Fortune 500, does. It gives men a voice, but it also holds us accountable to meet women halfway and do our part and deliver results and not excuses because love and time mean everything. Money going to come and go. Everybody knows it takes money to make money. So you can have money today, it be gone tomorrow. But guess what? You have your kids respect because you put that love and time with, in with them. You can never lose that because they seen you every they seen you there every step of the way. So what me and brother Prater doing tonight is very major because you know I'm not waiting on because they say it ain't what you know is who you know. I know God, so I know hey slow and steady we're in the race. This is a marathon. This ain't no sprint. And I know the, the, the topics we touching on, we saluting every woman out there that's handling business, that's having to play both roles, you know, ain't mm-hmm. not taking nothing away from a woman. We just saying that, guess what, there's great dads out here, and it's time to, for dads to get a voice, rather it's in the courts, rather it's in relationships, rather it's in their household. God sent us down to be important tools. We can't nurture like y'all, but y'all can't lead like us. So if y'all at y'all best with nurturing, we at our best with leading. We come together. It's a heck of a team. So that's yeah. all Fortune 500 Dad is doing is basically holding dads accountable, but also giving dads insight on how they can do their part and meet y'all every step of the way. So it ain't not it's not taking nothing away from mothers, but we can dig up fathers without taking nothing away from mothers because y'all yeah. have voices in courts. Y'all have voices everywhere. 
But at the same time, we must understand it's a blessing to have some of these great dads in these kids' life, just like it's a blessing for the kids to have great mothers. It's, it's ain't no one bigger than the other. Now, equal, different impacts, but both equally needed. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that also because, like you mentioned earlier, accountability. And to be honest with you, there are some guys they just don't know. I'm not saying that's all the guys' excuses. There are some guys who don't want to be involved in their children's life because they might have been embarrassed of who they chose <laughs> with their, uh, the, the child's mother, or they might have been embarrassed that they might have made a mistake. What if it was somebody that stepped outside of their marriage and got a young lady pregnant? You know, so many kids, they end up being a hush-hush kid because – they were made out of wedlock or within an extramarital affair. I so, see it all the time, man. Really? So, you know, if you think about it, man, you think about the ultimate rejection other than God, the ultimate rejection that will hurt a person is being rejected by their father. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, so, so, so you know that chapter I got in the book, Parenting After 18, Anybody can parent. This, mm-hmm. this is a powerful. This is why this book is powerful because anybody can parent when they are forced because the parent, the kids are a minor. But it's when your kid who never been into the real world is finally entering the real world that's going to have these hiccups along the way. It's going to have these trials and tribulations come their way. That's when they're going to really need you as a parent. They're going to really need your advice. So parents just don't stop at eighteen. It's a lifetime journey. That's what a yeah. Fortune 500 dad does. They look at it like that because we, as a race, are quick to throw our kids to the wolves, and when the wolves eat them up, come back home, you're laughing at them, and that's not cool. We got to understand that, man, parents, it don't stop. It only shows who you are when you choose to let them go at a certain age because a lot of times we shelter them so much, they're not ready for the real world. Huh. And when the real world knocks down, we should be pushing them back up, saying, "We got your back." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you. Matter of fact, next year I'll be fifty years old, man. And I was, ta- I was actually, I was with my dad earlier today, and I, I had to tell him. I'm gonna share, I'm gonna share a story later on tonight, but I have to tell him, hey, I appreciate you. You know, there are some, there are some. Times I had to look at my life and looking at what would my daddy do, and I wasn't 18 or in my 20s or in my 30s or in my early 40s. These were months ago, a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago. So, <laughs> you know, as men, I mean, think about it. I know you've been you've been leading your family, you've been leading a leader in your family for so long, man. Sometimes we do need that encouragement. Sometimes we don't know what to do. Now, true enough, with the help of God, God can tell us directly or he can send people to give us what we need. But we need each other. And especially this kind of platform right here where men is there to encourage or there to uh, uh, let a brother know, hey, look here, man. Look, you can do it. Or say, man, you may not have had your father growing up, but let me take you under my wing. Let me mentor you so that way you can be that father that you never had. Yes. 
I love that, man. That's a hundred percent correct. Hmm. Yeah, I, I do. I do have to uh, bring this in. Uh, I wanted to kind of wait towards the end because um, she's fairly new. Um, he mentioned earlier about his daughter. He just became a a new father, a father of a daughter. Uh, how, how many months is she? Eleven months. About to be a year. Man, it's, <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say two or three months. It seemed like, yes, I remember she was born. <laughs> Man. Yeah. yeah. But, but 11 months, Um, you you did bring it up in the book, but I, I wanted to say it publicly because, like I said, I have a son. I'm a godfather to many, but the difference between having a boy and then having that girl. Oh, man. that I call my son, you know, in the book, my pursuit of happiness, baby, which mm-hmm. I was meaning that I was trying to figure out life when I had him. I have graduated three times since I had my son from college. I got three different degrees. It was like I've been I – I didn't have the money – I'm trying to figure out, do I want to be an author? Do I want to be a basketball player? Like, trying to figure it out, you know? So, boys or, you know, he went along with the flow. He's very smart to say he's nine years old, you know? Mm-hmm. But my daughter would more or less get daddy into his sensitive side, like a whole transformation. Like, you feeling feelings that you never felt before, and it was like, man, it was different. You know, with my son, you know, I could be the manly man, and with the daughter, it's like I turn into this is a softer person. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> like, I just never knew that difference was like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's scary, man, because it's like, oh, man, you know, she could manipulate me in ways my son could because, you know, sons, <laughs> they stay your protege. They like, yeah. I want to hang too, daddy, but the daughter give you that little sad look and just nothing hard. So it's like, whoa. So I'm glad that God gave me the best of both worlds and, you know, I had him when I was trying to figure out life. Now I got her when life is figured out, but my emotions is not figured out because I never tapped into these emotions before in my life, you know, having a daughter. So I love it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You know, like I said, as far as a daughter, I don't have a biological daughter, but I have raised a lot of my nieces and stuff. So actually yesterday I was with one of my nieces. Uh, She's uh, 12. And man, she wanted to be with me so I, we can go get a smoothie. I was like, man, I mean, the, that touch. She wanted to be with Uncle. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay. There's <laughs> <laughs> some about the girls, man, have us like wrapped around their fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going to everything that transpired from the first book, the second book, the third book, and also I do have to interject this. I don't want to dismiss this. You also have a movie out. Yes, yeah, called Second Chance by Portrayal. Shot it in, I think it was 2018, and uh, it, it was released like July 2018. It was on Amazon Prime for about two years, independent. People in Canada was watching the UK. They took it off Amazon Prime, but it's on www.realreel.com. 
House, H-O-U-S-E dot com. And you can type in Second Chance by Portrayal, and you're going to see the film. So I actually shot a film, directed it, produced it, acted in it. Man, it, it was crazy. God is good. I didn't have no resources, but I was hungry. And he met me halfway. I shot at places for free, didn't have to spend a dollar in my pocket. And I'm registered with the IMDb as a screenwriter, producer, actor. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that because I actually I was going to tell you I wanted to talk to you when you got off. But uh, you said what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you if you were with the uh, IMDb. Um, we, we, we learned. Just a little side note. If by chance, whatever profession you want to be in, make sure you study that craft. Look at everything that's linked to that craft also. Because I found out I found out uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, about a, a couple of months ago, pertaining to the uh, IMBP. I found out about that. I was like, well, shucks. You know, many of us, we just, if you want to say, make a movie, make a podcast, make a book, and that's it. But we don't market ourselves, market our name, put our name out there. Sometimes we wait for other people to put our name out there. Sometimes you got to put your own name out there. So I appreciate you saying that because I was going to ask you if you were familiar with it, but come to find out you are. So it's good that you're with that. Oh, yes, um, it's important to study that craft. Like Brother Prater said, got to be a student of the game. That's how mm-hmm. I know that Fortune 500, Dad is one of the biggest books out. Because I studied my craft. I studied the people like the Robert Greens of the world, Malcolm Gladwell's of the world. And my book is my mind. That's all I'm going to say. And God is God is worth. And I, I want to tell those um, I got a chance to get a sneak preview of it. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not a reader, even though you know wrote a book and all that stuff. I'm really not a reader. I, I, I write more than I'm able to read. I do study, um, but sometimes it's hard for me to sit down and read. But this particular book, I can say, it was not a hard book. It didn't speak over my head. It spoke to my intellect. It spoke to my spirit. It helped me to really just look at things from the perspective of those who I may not have been acquainted with. It reached a lot of different uh, cultures, a lot of different avenues, especially gave us a voice for the minorities who may feel like, you know what, man, nobody understands or whatever. Sometimes, you can't find a job because it wasn't meant for you to be on a job. Sometimes God yeah. has where you create your own work, not job, yeah. work. Sometimes some yeah. people are looking for a job and God's telling them, hey, look here, I got work for you to do. You know, so like I said, this book right here, it really caught my attention and I can't wait to uh, I get a chance to see you. I want uh, autograph copy and take a picture I'm with you, too, it, you know. I'm sending it tomorrow, brother. I'm <laughs> it tomorrow. Get, my, get, your, get, get it. And like I say, man, it, it's been a blessing to have this platform. This is big because the publisher tried to put this book out. I fought for it to be released. So the link is not on Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles yet because they just released it today at midnight. So it's going to take them and their printers like two days to get it. But this is major because it's my first interview, and it's with Brother Prater, somebody I trust, somebody who's been there with me at my darkest times, 
now it's one of my brightest times, and he's he's over there shining like new money, man. I, I'm grateful <laughs> to have him, you know, just to make this happen. And this is what I'm telling y'all. Build y'all relationships. I'm not worried about going to Hot 97. I'm not worried about going to the Oprah show because guess what? This is my Oprah show because this relationship I didn't cultivate it, and I can call my big-time friends and get these radio interviews and don't got to deal with the politics of the industry. I can just call my big-time people, and they make it happen. So, man, just pray. It ain't what you know, it's who you know. Quit worrying about men because they say all things are, are impossible. Focus on God who say all things are possible. You see what I'm saying? And Brother Prater is a testament to this. I made this call. He made this happen, and he gave me a premiere on his platform. Man, I'm extremely humble. I'm extremely grateful, and I owe Brother Prater a lot because this means a lot to me because it's the first interview on this third book that God put in my heart to put out, and I put it out. Well, well man, I appreciate you, man. I do have to uh, acknowledge uh, two people. The first person I have to acknowledge your mama. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> your mom. <laughs> yeah, I got a chance to meet her. Uh, I talked. I think I spoke with her. I think it was the week or two after I met you. Um, yeah, one thing yeah. led to another, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, she on my Facebook page, and you know, I saw her with her book, taking a picture of her baby's book, and I know she's she's proud. You know, I, I saw. The smile, man, and you know, I, I want to tell you, man. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a negative thought. It wasn't any type of uh, idea of thinking that you were not going to be successful. We already knew you were going to be successful, but to see it coming to fruition, man, it's a beautiful thing. And for you now to have a young lady that you're in a relationship with, that you're happy. Let, let me let me rewind that. In a relationship that you're happy, yeah. we spoke to each other when we were down in the dumps, <laughs> where we were just, yeah. yeah, you know, you know, Chuck. Matter of fact, I remember the time that when we were at the uh, book signing, you know, that was that was, that was a deep conversation. When you walked away, I went to the bathroom, wiping my eyes and all that stuff, you know, and look at where we yeah. at now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, so you I gotta I, go through it to get through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what, man? I will say this. Even I'm just gonna throw it out there. This be being a man, being honest and everything. When I say being a man, it doesn't mean anything pertaining to a a gender, but it just points just me being transparent as a man of God. One of the things I will say, I I as a Fortune 500 dad, I appreciate the journey. I thank God for the teachable moments that he gave me the answers and he provided people in place to help and feed me so I can pass the test. You know, I, I appreciate it. And so with the book and the example that you've had on my life and the other people's lives, man, we appreciate you, man. You know, like I said, a young man, the author of a best-selling book, uh, movie that he had no income coming out of his pocket but it became profitable not just financially but people know your name i'll put it like this people know the weasel 
<laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. They better know. You know. Yeah. They better know because, like I say, it's only going up from here, and you laid this foundation. So months from now, they're gonna look back and say, "Brother Prater, put him on this show," and everything took off. Yeah. Yeah, but man, I, I appreciate you, man. You know, um, I want to tell you, man, like I say, I'm very, very, very proud of you. You know, you really reached a lot of the areas in the book that a lot of people don't address. A lot of men are not knowledgeable of. And, and this, this is not a man bashing or a woman bashing, but it's about accountability. And that's something that, and, and also, if you really think about it, sometimes it makes us revisit our mindset to see, hey, are we still doing what we supposed to be doing? You know, everybody need a refresher course. That's why even in church, that's why they call it a revival, because some people may need reviving or resuscitation. You know? 100% right. Hey, I'm speaking over here. You're right on on me. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, I want to uh, congratulate you on on you being uh, a great father. You know, I, like I said, I've, I've seen you every time I see your son. You know, he's smiling. He ain't. He's happy. He ain't hiding any type of uh, uh, feelings, emotional feelings, or whatever like that that's uh, contradicting to what you're speaking. So, you know, I, I yeah, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm happy. Can I to give see real life examples? Book. You know, I give real life examples of my situation, how yeah. I made it through a lot of stuff. You know, it's like I'm being vulnerable, but I'm also giving people the game. So if we went left and things didn't work out, y'all can go right because we gave the example of going left and it didn't work out, you know? Yeah. Don't let yeah. that, let people hide stuff in the book. Pick up a book and read. You can't say it's just 48 pages. It's a quick read. You got time to finish it, read it, and I promise you. It's one of the books one of the books of the year. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. You know what? We speaking it and we receive it. And like I said, I'm honored to come up in here and share your knowledge, um, and for you to be able to share your journey from the second book, the movie, to this. This has to happen. And <laughs> who would have thought where we at only only God? Even though we didn't know how we were going to get here, but God got us here. And so I'm honored for you to be able to um, come on stage and perform and really just showcase the goodness of God and what he can do in spite of any obstacle that man tried to throw. 100%, man. Thank you, Brother Prater, man. It means a lot. I'm extremely grateful. Yeah, my honor, man, and just know that we're going to be here in your next book, in your next movie, and um, can't wait, can't wait to see you with that family photo. As a matter of fact, you did have that family photo I saw a couple of weeks ago. Man, that was a beautiful, very, very beautiful family, man. You see it in the background? I got it in the background right there. You see it? Yeah, 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 that's it. On the wall. <laughs> yeah. It's on the wall. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that's your motivation. Motivation yeah. to go get it, man. Yeah. Got to be the blueprint for these kids and show them how it go. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to get it. Like my supervisor used to say, we're going to get it did. 
<laughs> yeah. But say, man, I'm not going to hold you, man, but I appreciate you. One more time, can you give us the information to get your book as well as to get in contact with you just in case there may be some people that may be listening that may try to follow you or track you down. Can you give us your information to find you? Okay. You can find me on Facebook at Terrence Weasel Smith, T-E-R-R-E-N-C-E, Posture Weasel Smith on on Instagram, Arthur T-W-S. And uh, you're going to be able to get the book on Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles in maybe two days by typing in Terrence Weasel Smith or Fortune 500 Dad. Or you can reach out to me at email at Arthur, A-U-T-H-O-R-T-W-S at gmail.com. And you can place your book order through there. And I'll send you the book along, as long as you send me the address and other information on my ex you to send me, and uh, like I say, you can reach out to me anytime. If you got any questions, you can inbox me on Facebook. You know, like I say, I'm accessible. I'm one of them people that, hey, you can hit me on any platform. I'm going to respond to everybody because I don't think too highly of myself, and I want to make sure I connect with everybody because without y'all, I'm nothing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I often think about that song, if you remember, um, Chub Rock. Chub Rock once uh, did a song called Treat Him Right, and he always talked about giving respect and honor to the fans, to the people that support you. And yes. we know a whole lot of people, artists, authors, musicians, they, they're, they're very gifted and talented, but they're so snobbish to those who fund them, that support them, very snobbish. They have a sense of entitlement. And so I'm glad someone like you and also the other young man that we made down there in uh in Houston, um Christopher uh Holmes, Christopher Holmes. Christopher Holmes. Okay, I like, uh, yeah, yeah, cool Christopher guy. Holmes. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely gonna have to uh, uh have him for him to be able to come on. What I wanna do in the future, I'm I'm gonna see I'm already speaking it. For us three to come on here, because I can, I can put multiple people on here, and I want people to hear the conversation, hear our conversation, because you'd be surprised. It's, it's gonna be powerful. It's gonna be some room shakers. There's gonna be some room <laughs> shaking. I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, I'm, I'm honored, man. And you know, like I said, man, I appreciate you, uh, helping me, man, to, um, not just be the man that I am, but also be that father that my son needs in his life, man. So I appreciate you. And when it is time for me to retire, I'm definitely going to call you and I can't wait to see you retire. We're not retiring from work. We're just retiring from our job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I want to, I want to ask each and every one, please continue to keep Mr. Smith Terrence Weasel Smith. Keep him up in your prayers because what he's doing, he just sharing. He's a very humble guy. Excuse me. He's sharing just a little bit of what he does, but there's a lot of things he's doing behind the scenes. He has a lot of charitable events that he put on out of his own pocket. He he does so much for the community. And 
you know, he, he gives so much more than what he receives. And so yeah. he didn't bring it up, but I'm the one that's bringing it up that you all know. This young man, you know, like I said, I'm very, very honored for him to be here and for him to be able to really just uh, spend time and just share from his heart for our benefit. He didn't have to come up in here for us to be able to know who he was, and he wasn't here to, quote, unquote, shine where he was just thinking about himself. No, he was thinking about to help and educate some of us, to encourage some of us. And also, like I said, not just to help the guys, but to encourage the young ladies too, because there are some good men that are still around. Regardless if you're not in a relationship or if you are seeking a relationship, don't feel like there is no chance in love anymore because you may have had a baby by God that may not be a fit or perfect idea of a father. True love still exists. This book will remind you and give you the encouragement that you need to let you know, hey, there's still some good men out there. Just because it didn't work out with this child's father don't mean it won't work out with anybody's child's father. So I just had to uh, share that with you. Thanks so much, Brother Crater, man. I really appreciate the opportunity and the platform. You know, blessed by the best, we're going to keep it going because we know we're going to hold our heads up high because we will not be defeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to thank each and every one. What we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and end with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come together, God. We ask you, Lord, to look down upon us, God, and we're speaking right now, God, that you help us and guide us in every aspect of our lives. God, we thank you, Lord, for the men on Father's Day, God. Ask you, God, to help us, God, be the men, to be the leaders that you call for us to be, God. Help us to be the men that's going to be responsible, God, and obedient to you, God. And, God, we ask you, Lord, to give us the instructions that we need to lead our families closer to you. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, even for Mr. Smith right now, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for how you bless him, God, to put up another beautiful book, God. God, we ask you, Lord, to continue to God to speak to him, God, comfort him, be with him, give him the instructions and the and the decisions that he needs to make. God, give him the instructions that God him in every area of his life right now. In the name of Jesus, God, build him up, God, where he's weak, God, and, and continue to strengthen him where he's strong right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, that you order his steps, God, and that you help him in every area of his life right now, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually right now, and financially right now, in the name of Jesus. And God, we're even speaking, God, that you help this episode, God, to be the episode that will encourage others, God, what you can do even in the midst of adversity, even in the midst of hardship, God, there's nothing too hard for you, and you can help each and every one of us, and we lean and trust in you right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for even bringing a word of encouragement to that man who may feel like all hope is lost right now, God. Give him the strength. Give him the courage. And we even hold up the fathers right now who may not be with their children, God. There may be some men who may have had hardship or may have some type of uh, uh, conflict with the child's mother and the child's mother is preventing the father from seeing the seeing the children so god we speaking god that you soften her heart god that you give that god give that father god to encourage god to continue to trust you and do the right thing at all times and we also god speaking god even on behalf of the young ladies god there may be a young lady that's raised
raising a child by herself because of an absentee father, God. We speaking, God, that you continue to, God, encourage her right now, God. Give her that support system that she needs. And we hold up not just the stepfathers, but also even the step-up fathers, those who may have adopted other children, God, those who have brought in, who have fostered children, God. We speaking, God, that you help each and every one of them. And those who may have been hurt because of the absentee of a father, God, touch the children's heart right now, God, and let them know they are not at fault right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the healing and the wholeness. And we thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah. So, man, I, I appreciate you. Um, if you don't mind, I want you to text me the links because what I'm going to do, I'm going to attach it to the podcast so that way they can find you because people need to know who you are and who you is. So I appreciate you and I thank each and every one who tuned in, and I want to thank, once again, Mr. Terrence Weasel Smith for coming on to Reconnect My Heart, for blessing us, and I want to thank you all for listening, and those who have supported us throughout the years, I really, really, really appreciate y'all once again. Thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart. Happy Father's Day. Enjoy this day. Enjoy this night. Be blessed. All right, brother. All right. Take care. I love you, man. Ladies and gentlemen.